how's your week been mentally um <laughs> you know babes i'm alive and that's enough for me that's very you're easy to please not sure if that's a really low bar or a really high bar wow this is a mentally stable group let's start the episode <laughs> It's Wednesday's We Wear Black. I'm Sophie K here with Alex Holcomb and Yasmin Sumi. It's We Wear Black. It's another episode, and we are milking that download festival cow. We are we are milking, milking it, dry. it dry. I knew you'd like that, Yasmin. Yas is mm. like mm, titty milkmakers. Maybe I am a freak. Okay, you can't kink shame me. Okay, okay. Right, um, so basically, we are going to be doing a, a couple of episodes. It's going to be a two-parter that I'm really looking forward to and I'm excited about. It's looking back at some of the most iconic tracks from British bands. Dun, and dun, dun. songs that change <gasps> the face of music. And we're going to be doing um, two parts. One will be very Welsh and... <laughs> very it's gonna be really old school i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be fun so today's we're going to have uh skin dread talking about one of their tracks and bullet for my valentine Ooh, uh, i know fancy right very um, fancy so the first track that we're going to be talking about and it's only a, it's only a short one because um he's not a chatty kathy uh we're going to go and talk to um bullet for my valentine Ooh. and we're going to talk about Tears don't fall. Tears and don't fall. They, they crash, crash around me. That, is that the emo version? What the hell? That was like, no, <laughs> that's how I sing it every day with my heart. That's the only way you can sing it. That song came out in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I was seven. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, great. <laughs> so it's the band's fourth single from their first full length studio album, The Poison. It was released on the 17th of June 2006 through Trustkill Records in the US and the song won lots of awards, Kerrang! Award for Best Single and it peaked at number 24 in the hot mainstream rock chart and number 32 in the alternative rock chart. These days it's really easy to get to number one um, so people might not take that as seriously but back then it was actually really hard. There was a, It was a lot more competitive to chart. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's an absolute tune have you have you have you tiktokers caught up with that tune yet i know you're doing some um, old school throwbacks i do think that bullet for my valentine is slowly returning to tiktok i don't think the kids appreciate them as much as they should but a lot of millennials love to shout out bullet for my valentine in their 2000s like renaissance of nostalgia i love them i think bullet for my valentine are great i'm gonna get a bullet for my valentine tramp stamp actually Gee, i i know you have concussion but are you saying bullet for my valentine bullet for my valentine oh my god so yes <laughs> proven special <laughs> bullet for my valentine there oh you you're so gentle it hurts sorry bullet for my valentine Okay, you are saying. I thought you were saying time. 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 As in, in what's the time? Bitch, I have not got the time for this, okay? Oh, okay. I've got the Valentine for it now. Oh, stop. (laughs) This song was so, so good. We'll have more of a chat about it in a minute. (laughs) But let's hear from. We're going to be chatting to Matt Tuck from Bullet for My Valentine. (laughs) I can't say that. (laughs) Bullet for My Valentine, if you're Yasmin. 
Um, it's bullets for my Valentine. I there we go. That. So he talks to us about the track Tears Don't Fall. Um, yeah, well, that would have been around 2005, just after the release of our first record, The Poison. Um, and yeah, it was just a crazy time. Um, I knew about two years before the album release when I actually wrote the song that it was something pretty special. It was something that I'd never really heard before in the genre. Um, yeah, and even with that inexperience that I had at that time, I just knew that from the demo, this could be a big song, you know, and lo and behold, it, it exploded and is the reason why we're actually here today probably is that particular song you know it was a pr- pretty big deal at the time for you when you think of that track emotionally where were you at when you wrote it um it was such a long time ago now it was probably around 2003 <laughs> that i wrote it um and i wasn't anywhere specific i was just literally just finding my feet as a songwriter really mm. i wasn't really writing from the heart i was just kind of just writing just for fun and just trying to put lyrics down on a piece of paper and just try and make the melody sound good rather than the lyrics sound good, you know? And and that's something that I kind of still do today, really. <laughs> Sometimes you do kind of delve a bit deeper into the more personal stuff, but that song specifically, and that whole album really, I was, you know, I was really young. I hadn't had massive life experiences of anything significant, but it was just me kind of just starting to write songs that started to sound good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice for some of us because we've grown up with you and we've been through all of your albums and all of your experiences and life experiences and, and grown with you um so for those kids who are like just getting into this kind of music and you know what it's like when you're getting into alternative music you're sometimes quite lost when you're that age would you have a message of inspiration for those fans of how to deal with the difficulties of life well, I think listening to music and, and, and falling in love with music is a good way to start helping relieve any kind of stresses and anxieties you have as a young person growing up today, you know what I mean? That's something that was always good for me, was putting on like heavy metal and just kind of getting lost in the sound and the feel and the aggression of it. And it was never in a negative way, you know? I think listening to heavy music, if you don't love it, people think it's a kind of a negative form of expression where it's not at all, you know? It's a really positive way to get rid of a, of a negative aggression, you know? So I just, you know, just if, if you love a certain genre, you know, and it takes you on a journey emotionally, that that's a beautiful thing, you know? And just, it's always kind of a a crutch to lean on when you're feeling a bit shit music, you know? It does, it really does help. So just, just go with the flow, listen to what you love, man. And a lot of the people listening, and I know I always make fun of you Gen Zs, but you know I love you really. Um, they're quite obsessed with MySpace. How would you describe the MySpace days of being a rock fan? Um, yeah, it was kind of the beginning of, of kind of mainstream social media, I guess, wasn't it? It was just kind of an online community of, of like, I don't know, kind of speaking to people and gaining friends and as, as a musician and having a band one at the time, it was a great way to get the, the new music out there and get the band's name and our faces out there onto people's screens and into people's ears. So it was, uh, yeah, it was an incredibly exciting time, you know? I think when our EP and the Poison came out, MySpace was, it was the platform to be on, you know? So it was good. It was fun and you're lucky. You're lucky because like, you can look back at pictures of you guys from the early days and you still look good. Oh, and not everyone can say that. God, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's some dodgy ones out there, man. It is a big deal. And that's why I'm going to be trawling through the internet to try and find Matt Tuck with a Karen haircut. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I Please don't one. disrespect I the Karen haircut. I, that was my life, okay? That what, when was, you were three? 
Yeah, what yeah. did he come out the womb with a Karen haircut? <laughs> with a with a rat tail, a Karen haircut, and like, do you remember this scene, girls? Who had like the leopard print? That was not a Karen. That was not a Karen. But they had the Karen haircuts with the leopard print stripes. That was me. I came out the womb like that with like forty wristbands on my arm. That was me. Punched your way out with your wristbands on. Oh, I did. I raw, I raw XD'd my way out. You know how babies come out and they cry. I came out gurgling monster, and I went meow. And um, yeah, my mum knew I was going to be an embarrassment from the start. <laughs> so um, that was Matt Tuck, Matt Tuck talking about tears don't fall. He's such a chilled guy. He's a very very chilled guy. We chatted to him at Download Festival. Um, but I thought we would go back to this year. He said around 2005, but it was 2006 exactly when it came out. And I thought we would go back to that year because Yasmin talks about remembering that year. So I thought we would do a little test to see. Are you fucking kidding me? I <laughs> To see how much you remember from that year. Um, 2006? Yes, 2006, right? That's your era, right? I was seven. You go on about your knowledge. You go on though, about Yasmin. your knowledge. You go on. You go on all so the time. So now we're going to test it. Let's yes. go. All right. Okay. I'm going to name you some songs, and I want to see if you know them. A yes or no, right? Okay. Akon, smack that. Oh my god, yes, smack that. All on the floor. Wow. That I'm came on at my okay. school disco. I was like, yo, this is a bit wow. much um, for a school disco. No, I was chugging Capri Suns, going, yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Snow Patrol, chasing cars. Of course, I know that song. That was in every single like emotional like soap show. Oh, so done like, though. What a crap I mean, song. Cassie, me and you. <gasps> of course, yeah. I know Cassie. Please. What? Well, go on, Please. sing. Can you sing a little bit for us? Come on, I just started for you. No. Okay. Before people turn us off. Um, okay, and lastly. Okay, okay, uh, okay, right. I have to edit this shit. Um, okay, and lastly, I hope you know this one, and it'll break my heart if you don't. Evanescence, call me when you're sober. Yes. Oh my god. You don't know that one, do you? I could tell by your face you don't know that one. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, that's, listen. A big, that's a big one. I'm going to. No, this isn't the thing. The difference is, Yasmin. I'm not judging right now. I'm just saying. She is. This to is now fair. something to add to your playlists. Okay. <laughs> so also happening in that year. Um, I am impressed with your knowledge, though. I'm not going to lie. You should be. I think you be. know a lot, considering you were like seven. Two yeah. and a half. Yeah. I was two. Okay. No, okay. So this is the year that George Clooney was named People's Sexiest Man Alive. And Angela Never Jolie. got that. <laughs> man. Never got that. Never understood that. Do you, do you know what i think he was he's sexy to an older clientele to the karens he's sexy to the karens he's not but, sexy to us all people do you know what i find like these days like i wish that we celebrated more older men and women these days i mean angeline oh, jolie yeah. was another youngin but um i find that these days we only find people sexy if they're 22 and i like the fact that george was like i don't know 50 something something excuse me i'm part of the milf and dilf brigade thank you very much so why have you got right i promised i promised our audience that we would start being nicer to each other they were panicking (laughs) because you and i because i tell you off so much and you get sassy i'm just a raging bitch and so me and sophie are cynical it's like 
the way that we are. If I'm too happy around you, it means that I don't like you. But if I'm a bitch to you, it means that I'm comfortable. So in this year, um, (laughs) Hannah Montana debuted on the Disney Channel. Great. Excellent. Um, I love that. It was brilliant. 30 Rock, Dexter and Ugly Betty also debuted that year. I remember all of them. Yeah. I actually remember that. Whoa. But I remember not being able to watch it because it used to come on late at night and then I had to go to bed. Ugly Betty, I think it was 8, wasn't it? 8pm on a Sunday. Yeah, I'd sneak downstairs and watch it. And also, it was the year that um, Lance Bass from NSYNC came out as gay, which was a massive thing back then in 2006. Like, to admit that you were gay was huge. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's um, not a personally huge thing in 2000, uh, 2021. But it wasn't legal back then to be gay and get married, I mean. Yeah, you couldn't, get married, yeah. you couldn't get married. And for boy so. bands as well, they were so manufactured, they had yeah. to appeal to their audience, which was, at the time, all young women. So they saw that as... I've watched loads of um, documentaries on boy bands, can you tell? <laughs> um, but, like, they had to be appealing to women. So one of them coming out as gay would be a massive thing for them. Like, that's big ball move and the biggest thing that i remember from that year was it was the year steve Irwin died oh man do you remember that i do remember that Yasmin, that was a massive thing that massive. was a huge thing do you Did remember he, steve Irwin? oh uh, yeah because he's he has a his daughter's called bindi Irwin, and i follow her because i love seeing her life um he died from an animal what animal killed him stingray, stingray. in the heart right oh, in the yeah. heart it's like he held crocodiles and shit and then all of a sudden he just picked up a fucking stingray and it just got him right on the point jeez stuck through the crazy, like crazy stuff like full animals and things and yeah stingray we wear black is gonna fist fight a stingray that's our next episode we are not gonna fist fight a stingray one did jump at me once in the sea life center it was well scary i've got it on um video i'll try and find it for you hilarious what's the weirdest animal that you've ever met like, oh yeah, so because I go out meeting animals, I just go out, go have out, never met, hang have out you with never met like random animals. I was actually, I've been in a meerkat enclosure. I paid for a meerkat experience once, and it really ruined it for me because they bit my ankles because I was wearing leggings and like short socks, <laughs> and I forgot to wear the long socks. And then I used to love meerkats, and it, it got ruined. See, I lived in Africa for six years, so I've got loads of random animal oh, stories. Oh yeah, what um, what animals have you met? We had a racist monkey for a bit. A racist monkey. Yeah, he was a really, he was a, he was really racist, and he liked, he liked like our family, but he hated anyone black. Um, and so what he used to do is he used to climb onto the roof of our, of our house and like wing um, tiles off the roof at kids, at like <laughs> oh local kids. And then he used to like run off and he'd steal um, food off people because people barbecue out there. They don't have indoor ovens. You barbecue outside and he'd steal. You'd get like fish, say, once a month and he'd steal the fish from their barbecue, take it up a tree and then just throw bits of it back at them just to, while laughing at them. He was a right arsehole. Um, oh. But we, so we just found him. We cancel monkeys. No, we found him walking down the street and then we helped him like chill out because he was a bit injured and then we took him and we he was reintroduced into a pack and then released into the wild oh that's a nice story that's a really yeah. nice story so a little racist got... monkey i actually i swam with two sea lions once did you that was that was good yeah in portugal that was interesting wow. i thought i was gonna die at one point so moving on to the next track 
because we are going old school. This is an episode for the millennials today. I know there's a lot of Gen Zs, but it's an episode for you too because you can learn. And Learning. I think it's always good to learn because otherwise you bump into millennials like me who are like, name three songs. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in 2006, Jasmine? No, I'm just oh, testing. You I'm testing oh. you specifically. I wouldn't do that to anyone. Just, just to you because <laughs> you're you talk about it as if you remember it. And I, I do. I, I just want, seven. We're going to move on to the next track. The next track is Skin Dread with Nobody, tune. which is an absolute tune. If you were at Download Festival, they pretty much smashed it. Insane. Um, but this came out in 2002. Really? 2002. They're one of those bands that I don't think people realise have been going for so, so long. And they've been like grafting for years for the British scene. I was three. I was oh. seven. All right, okay, let's play. Let's press play. We're having the best flashbacks right now, and we are here with Skindred. Hello. Yo, 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 yo. Mikey and Benji are going to talk us through what it was like at the time you released Nobody. Can you tell us, Benji, what it was like writing that song and where you were at? Well, you know, I've always wanted to be in a band which mixed, which mixed genres, you know? And um, when I first watched the specials as a little boy, I was blown away and I loved the way them, them people looked like they were from a council estate. And um, I, just wanted, I just wanted to take music, which brought people together. And nobody, for me, when we started that, when Dan started playing the bass line and I started doing it, that really brings it together. Because you've got that, that, that West, for want of a better word, that Caribbean sound with the, with the British metal sound or the, or, or of the time, like, you know, the new metal sound, they called it. And um, yeah, nobody to me is definitely a song that doesn't get old. It doesn't matter where it is or what I'm doing. When we play that song, it don't feel like way back then. It feels like it's still saying something, you know. And it's true. No one gets out of life. No fucking. Oh, not even Jesus got out of life. Sorry. Yeah. Mikey, what would you say is your favorite part of that song? Uh, I love playing it live. I love playing it live. I love the riff. I love like watching people like lose, lose their, their lose their yeah lose their shit to playing that song. Um, it's like it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, and definitely. it's guaranteed to have a good time. And yes. that's I love playing and it, it still. On, and it was on Need for Speed, which is really cool. That was a, it was on a game. And yeah. so it's, it's funny because kids come up to me and they go, "All right, mate, are you that guy from Need for Speed?" <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. I never played Need for Speed. I, I, well, I bought it on um, but the Beelers give us that games console, remember? And I bought it then in the airport. Need for speed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, nobody, nobody gets on the line. Yeah, man, I'm on that shit. And now people are kind of dressing like that time as well. What was it like living at the time when that came out? Like, what was the metal scene like? Because it, I know in my memory it was a lot more divided. Mm -hmm. I know that in the 2000s it was a very unforgiving time fashionably so i look back at photos and go oh my god i want to know why didn't somebody tell me what the fuck are you doing why are you dressing like that i realize that someone's i'm gonna look at myself now in 20 years time and go i know right yeah you will yeah you will what are you doing who do you think you are Um, like amish like fucking viking i I was pretty upset because the emo thing was very white and my hair wouldn't just go straight it would never go straight yeah we tried we did try a few times but I, i ended up just crimping it and saying it's a new thing no one knows what it is it's BMO, it's BMO, it's for black people. Black BMO, BMO. It's BMO for black people. We were people. a BMO band. Yeah, we were a BMO band. We're still yeah. a BMO band. Yeah, we still a BMO band, man. Emo is fun. Very emotional. 
I tell you what, TikTok's gonna love that because what? emo is back. Black alt TikTok is yeah. a, is now a genre, and What's black people are black alt TikTok, and black. I've always been alternative. Sounds like something you order. Yeah, for food. I'm yeah. starving talking about food. Some black alt TikTok. Yeah, you got any black alt TikTok over there? <laughs> Bring me that shit and put loads of pepper on there. I like my black alt pop, pop shit hot. Yep, that's cool, man. We sound old. <laughs> yeah, we are old. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, but we're sexy. That's what Oh, but sexy. That's a bit of Yasmin. Yasmin will say that when they're like 60. Yeah, that, do you know what? It was so good hearing about um, that era because they've been around for a long, long time. 2002 um, is when that song came out. And they've just kept releasing bangers, which has kept them on that high. Because when you think back to that time, 2002, it was the peak of new metal. Iowa had just come out from Slipknot the year before in 2001 and there was nothing like people were talking about new metal but there was and hasn't really been a band like them since no because i don't think like benji is unbelievable as a front man i don't think there are many people who can do what benji can do he will yeah. make the crowd do anything he wants like when we were watching him like literally whatever he said I don't know how many people were there. Literally, yeah, the whole 10,000 people at Download were probably there watching their set, to be honest, because yeah. it was like the busiest crowd I've seen for anyone there. He could have breathed into the microphone and they would have been like, Yeah, Woo! yeah, yeah. And he said something, they done it like so quickly as well. Like they don't need like, any convincing. Like Benji is so, so cool. But he so can, good. I think they sometimes get put in the party band category and that man can sing. Have you heard him do ballads? Like, did you see him? He sang on stage with um, Bullet from a Valentine and he did Iron Maiden. Yeah. And his his voice is on point. Mm. And yeah. I think that gets yeah. forgotten. What I love about them as well, you know, you think about metal bands that actually inject their personality into it. Like, I can't really think of many bands that actually have their own, like, their own sound, you know? Like, you, you listen to Skindred and you're like, oh, this is Skindred. And they inject their culture into it, kind of like Pierce the Veil do with their Mexican culture, um, into their music. But I, I think that's something a lot of people appreciated in the 2000s. I grew up listening to Skinjet. I found them when I was like seven or eight, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> Did you really? This is different. This isn't like the screamy, scary metal. This is the cool metal. I like this. It's funny, yeah, because it's it's one of those. You know, they were the first band that I ever interviewed. <gasps> ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I went to it, and they were just they were just starting, and I went to a, a big open audition, um, and I didn't get it because the guys decided not them, but the judges decided the black female couldn't wouldn't be accepted by rock community. Who's oh. laughing now? Look bitches? at you now! Bow, bow, bow. Bow. Fuck you guys! Skindred were pissed because they were obviously championing me, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. So let's have a look at that time. So the year was two thousand and two. Um. And we were going to a war, weren't we? I think. Oh. Yeah, and Tony Blair was in power. I know 2002. Oh, okay, okay. Um, 9-11 so just happened. In this year, um, <laughs> you're so proud of yourself. I'm so I, I, I know, 2002, the 9-11 happened, the well, war don't, happened. Let's stop talking about 9-11. Um, no. so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> very positive, you know, I'm all about positivity. Yasmin, please. <laughs> Please stop. There's just we have just American end. listeners. Um, yeah. So we this is the year um, that there's nothing like them. So soil release scars. Uh, Can you stomp me, stomp my little halo? That song. Um, 
you had murder dolls, you had mushroom head, you had red hot chili peppers with by the way, kill switch engaged with a live or just breathing. <gasps> you had um, Finch, what it is to burn 30 seconds to Mars with their self titled 30 seconds to Mars album. Oh it was god, like, that, that was 2002. Ooh. Oh my god. Ooh. So this Jeez. is like insane what was going on in this year, but when you look back at like pop culture, um, this was the year that Halle Berry became the first black actress to win the Academy Award for Best Actress. Like this is get it, get this, it. This this is a Woo! year that you didn't really see many black people in media as much, really. Apart from when, like, I watched an old episode of Charmed recently, and that was a huge TV show at the time about three witches. And, and the only time they, apart from the one black police officers, the only time they ever showed black people was when they were get, when they were robbing people. Wow. Like it was, and it became so blatant that I had to stop watching it because I was like, what kind of like subliminal messaging was this putting in my brain as a child about my identity? I didn't even realize that. That Watch it again. It's fucked up. Like, all you, anytime you see black people, they've got like baggy jeans halfway down their ass and they're like mugging people and stuff. Oh I can't God. watch a lot of action movies because before 9-11, terrorists were like these evil German bombers and now they're literally always brown people. Yeah, it used to always be either South Africans or Germans. Mm. I know. And, what and the then, fuck is, what, what do they have against us, Sophie? But now, man, like, the Russians are coming for you, man. The Russians are now taking over as the evil people, which is a good Let time. them take him, please. Please let them take it from have us. You, have you noticed that a lot of these shows actually have had, they always have a woman in a hijab? Which is yeah. really cool. Which is kind of cool because yeah. they're showing, you know, women in hijabs can still be badass and can still put out fires and stop criminals and blah, 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 blah. Woo! Yeah, that's what they can do. But, you know, uh, just going back to what Benji said, um, the whole BMO thing, I think that is really interesting because the 2000s especially were, like, encapsulated by emo, taking back Sunday, Thursday, mm. all those bands, Jimmy Eat World. Um, that metal, new metal was happening. I mean, it took a while in the early 2000s, but Skin Dread were one of those bands that were just offering something different at a time that was just so saturated with sad boys, sad white boys with flippy haircuts crying. You know, we just needed a bit of fun, and that's what Skin Dread had to offer. No one else, like, that even sounds like Skin Dread. Like, that's what I mean by their sound. No one, like, you listen no one to else them, sounds like them. You know it's them. It's great. I wonder what it was like touring, say, like, mainland Europe. Because mainland Europe, I love you, Europe, if you're listening right now, um, but they can be a little bit, in certain areas, in certain countries, can be a little bit backwards. Yep. Yep. Um, and for a dark-skinned black man, um, I imagine he was probably the only one for many, many miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when I say many, I mean thousands. Um, so I wonder what it must have been like touring back in the day. But anyway, um, sexy Same with life. America, though. Like, a yeah. lot of sundown towns. How do you... How the hell do you tour in a sundown town? Like, that is... Yeah. Well, I read an interview once with Skin from Skunk and Nancy where she was saying that literal Nazis showed up to the show. No way. Yeah. What? what? Why? Yeah, wow. and then she started, like, throwing sig heils and everything during the show, and she oh, had to just horrific. carry on performing. That's awful. Madness. Oh. Madness, because this... this I don't think people, you know, when people talk about um, blackness in rock and metal, this is why I get frustrated that people focus on the ones from today. Mm. Like, because there is always, yeah, people today are changing things, but let's not forget the people who made it easier for them to change things. And then the yeah. people before them and blah, 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 so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so Sexiest Man Alive was Ben Affleck. <laughs> really? <laughs> God. Um, Ew. <laughs> wow. You don't think Ben Affleck's hot? 
Oh no, not after Batman ruined his reputation. I look him. I look at him as Batman. That man is. Oh my gosh! Wow, wow. Okay, I've never felt more. uh, He looks like a a Ken doll. I don't like it. Everyone was very much into Justin Timberlake. I didn't get that either. I didn't. Him and Britney had just broken up. Do you know what? (gasps) I'm not gonna lie. Right, that that year, I remember. I felt so unattractive because I went to um, an all-white school and it was kind of like a joke that no one would ever date me. It's kind of the thing. So hence why I sometimes have a good sense of humour because I was definitely the ugly kid at school who had to make up with it with personality. <laughs> Yay! Everyone like me. <laughs> We're all there. Uh, We're all there. Uh, yeah. I will be fun. Um, I, don't care, here, if, I yep. don't care if I'm single because I just... Uh, I don't even think about those things. I'm one of the lads. Yeah. I'm one of the lads. Yeah. Um, so I'll never forget when that video came out uh, with Justin Timberlake. And it's like, I just want to love you, baby. And he's got a mixed race girl on a car bonnet. Yeah. And he's got like, yeah. and he's leaning over her, going in for a kiss. And I was like, that could be me. And that so be me. all of a sudden it didn't matter that I couldn't get the um, the uggos from the depths of Yorkshire in Huddersfield because <laughs> I could have Justin fucking Timberlake because he was into the brown skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was a big awakening. And also I remember I started dressing like Christina Aguilera because she brought out dirty and oh, um, I had tune. no business. I had no business dressing like that. That tune. I remember that. I literally, I, I had... Um, I used to go to the charity shop, buy a pair of men's jeans. Bearing in mind, I've got a big ass, right? Buy a pair of men's jeans and then just cut them across from the crotch. And that was my skirt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, everything was on show, man. I love that. That's how we rolled. That's how we rolled. I want to bring it back. Yeah, I want to dress like that. Do not bring that back. I would not be able to even fit in anything like that anymore. No, because no. 2000 style is coming back. Like, you've really got the G-string thingies coming oh, back. You God. know how you'd get, like, the underwear that goes... Yeah, but it's the fat, the hip fat there. If we have the whole G-string low... It would the overspill and the overhang it's of back. the old hips. are doing no. the G-string... I can't. Trousers I can't. again, babe. I'm here for a bit. I'd need to, I'd need to go to the gym, and that's not something Gives that I'm looking to commit to. to show no, but... off my 40 tramp stamp. Mm-mm. It's just... I don't know. I don't... But I remember Dirty was a very, like... I even learned some of the dance moves, I'm not going to lie, because I was like, mm, oh my is, God, this is dirty, my body, if I'm, if I'm for out and I get drunk, I will right, show you go. those dance moves. Um, oh, please, please, <laughs> I'm begging you. And one of the main shows on TV was At Home with the Osbournes. Oh, wow. Oh, I that's what that. everyone was watching. This is, this is back back in the years. Um, but also music wise, if we have a look at what was happening in this year. Um, and I hope no one gets hates these songs or has particular. But anyway, music-wise, <laughs> the songs that, that were <laughs> the songs that were really big. Tag Avril Lavigne, <laughs> Avril Lavigne, complicated. That was a huge track. Nelly was singing "Hot in Here," which is everybody knew. Hot in her. Um. And Eminem without me. Oh, oh that's a bop as well. That, that's 2002. My God. This is it, 2002. And also, this one is, I wrote this one down just for you, Alex. Busted, what I go to school for. 
Oh, it's what I go to school for. Everyone, that you teach a thing, and you're well, looking at me in a different okay, way. Okay, we're singing the whole song. Okay, I cool. guess oh, that's yeah. why. No, we won't do that. Let's not do that. Um, and so then, <laughs> sure. we, I can see those tests. Uh, let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> we also had Missy Elliott <laughs> work it, and Queens of Stone Age. No one knows that was a massive song, and that reminds <gasps> me of Scars TV. What a banger! Oh my god, I love that song so much. So good. So just to put it into context, that skin dread mind to make a name for themselves in that year which I think is fucking phenomenal big because deal. there was a big divide between like hip hop and um, rock in that year. Oh yeah. And you couldn't like both. You had to pick. It's pick a lane. And they were like, well, Benji was like, I'm, I'm black and I'm going to do black music, but I'm also going to do the white music and make my own scene, which is pretty sick. That's really cool. Woo! Things we love to see. Things we love to see. Um, so that's two tracks this week, and we're going to have another two next week as well. Yeah, yeah. Pow, pow, pow. A bit of nostalgia. Nostalgia. Oh, look, now you're turning to me. Nostalgia. Well, turning to me. Nostalgia. I'm not really, because I corrected myself, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> do we want to give any words of wisdom, or...? We don't really have the words of wisdom, do we? I have, really? yeah, I, th- I have words of wisdom. Oh, go on, go I'll, on I'll get one out of my ass. Um, my words of wisdom this week would be if 2002 fashion comes back it is back when it now it's back a lot of the fashion is dedicated to being super super skinny because it was actually in fashion to be anorexic at that time yeah and so if you're if you're going out to buy clothes and you're trying to be fashionable and you're trying on so basically i'm now giving myself advice to who I was back then. Um, don't feel that you need to fit the fa- the fashion or the mold because if Benji's shown us anything, you can carve your own path and actually people will start looking up to you. So if you're, if feeling you, if you're feeling shit trying on those G-string jeans and all of that kind of stuff because it pushes out your fat bits um, and it's making you feel bad about yourself, then don't. You don't have to. Do you. Boo. That was good advice. Was I'd like to add to that and say that um, Y2K fashion is coming, but that's what it's called. Even though Y2K wasn't anything to do with like the Paris Hilton styled-esque fashion. That yeah, people... that was only the year 2000. Yeah, it was like, and most of the Y2K inspired stuff was like cyber, you know, like the future. Oh, everything's really futuristic. What I will say is don't forget the people who paved the way because a lot of Pinterest and Instagram now and this whole Y2K nostalgia is very white and it's very paris hilton centered and she's great but destiny's child tlc like the 2000s fashion and music was paved by black and brown women period end of the story oh my god i love destiny's child i loved them so hard yeah so much and then so much yeah i'm not even gonna speak ill of beyonce because i know i'll get cancelled but there i do have some opinions and one day (gasps) i will call out beyonce no, no. Oh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll do that. I'll go there just for this podcast and we will get cancelled everywhere because I imagine just like Illuminati guards will start just like just yeah. jumping out and we'll scaling, oh, scaling down yeah. the side of my bed and we'll go missing, right? If we, yeah. go, if we go missing by next week, Beyonce has fucking killed me. 
Do you know, do you remember in 2010, while we're on this nostalgia trip, do you remember the 2010s at the start of it was just consumed with thinking everybody was in the Illuminati? Lady Gaga's new music video shows her in the Illuminati. Is Beyonce in the... Oh, yeah, and they were all meeting in the forest, weren't they, for, like, (laughs) meet-ups with David Cameron. Do you remember that? You try and find triangles everywhere, do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a black hole thing that they all planned, and at a certain second, at, like, half ten in a Monday morning, the world was going to close. And how stupid are we that we've forgotten (laughs) about it? and they continue with their <gasps> Illuminati and we haven't even... But now they say Pizzagate, don't they? Pizzagate's the yeah. thing. Yeah. There's actually a store in Birmingham called Pizzagate and it's a pizza store and I just can't walk past it anymore. No. Oh, imagine is, calling... 100% there is a rich people Illuminati. It's not an Illuminati, oh, yeah. it's oh just God, rich yeah. people. It's just rich people doing each other favours. Like, of course yeah. that's a fucking thing. Of course they yeah. hang out together and they're like, oh, you want to release your record? Well, guess what? I can introduce you to this person. And that's why the music industry is run by fucking rich kids. Sorry, I will end this oh, rant. You're the one being depressing now. Wow. It's just spitting facts though, isn't it? So my words of wisdom are, if anyone tells you in this day and age that you can't like two different genres, tell them to piss off because you can like whatever you want to like. A man, a woman, yep, a woman, because a woman said it, and it's true. Do you know what? I've started becoming so open now about my taste in music because something amazing happens to you. Starts to happen at around twenty eight normally, and you say that it's happening before twenty eight, but it's really not because you're just kind of saying it. But at twenty eight, you kind of stop giving a flying fuck about anyone or anyone's opinion. And you genuinely don't care. (laughs) So I talk on Kerrang Radio, which is a rock radio station, about my love for the Spice Girls and how I know dance routines to S Club 7. And I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed about it. We do it together. Maybe we just have to dress up as S Club 7 or Spice Girls and then do the routines and teach them to Yasmin. No, because we all have to be Mel B then. That was the shitty thing about dressing up. So annoying. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't, you know, I have not been able to wear fucking leopard print for years because Mel B ruined leopard print for mixed race people. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't until about maybe four or five years ago that I started being able to wear. And even recently I did an interview with Slipknot and people are like, oh, I didn't know Mel B was doing interviews. And it's just, when you were brown, oh. you just, every brown person <laughs> got called Mel B. So you couldn't wear leopard print. I can only do coloured leopard print now because it's still quite traumatic. So I've got a pair of red leopard print flares and that's as far as it goes. And the cheetah girls, they didn't help either, did they? God's sake. Did oh you have God, to dress yeah. up as Mel B whilst all your other friends picked between which Spice Girls yep. you had to do? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing. That was a thing everyone had to do. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, it's at We Wear Black Pod over on Twitter and Instagram, at We Wear Black Pod at gmail.com for emails. Um, I am. Hang on. I am. I am Sophie K on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, and I am Sophie KX on TikTok. I am at Yasmin Suman X on Twitter and TikTok and at Yasmin Suman on Instagram. You got me confused then. Got my own app. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. Wait, I'm at Alex Holcomb on Instagram and on Twitter and at Alex Plays Punk on TikTok. Boom. Did it, guys. Boom. Words. We made words. Uh, so we'll be back next week and we will be hearing from Neck Deep and we'll be hearing from Enter Shikari. <gasps> yes, 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 yeah, yes. It's going to be I'm sexy. So You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams.
See you next week.